many people don't know or have never heard that there is meditation in the Christian tradition that it stemmed from the early desert fathers and it was kind of resurged in the Middle Ages by the Benedictines and um, St. John of the Cross and then this last wave, the one that we're currently in, um, Thomas Keating in his um, contemplative outreach and John Main in the Benediction, Benedictines brought back meditation to Christianity. And Thomas Keating brings a lot of psychology into the practice of meditation and he describes the different levels of consciousness that um, comes into our development as human beings. And he says that a lot of people in their development remain stuck at this mythic membership consciousness. And it, it talks about this identification with this mythic membership consciousness and tell me if this sounds familiar to you this is Thomas Keating when we derive our identity from the social unit of which we are a member we give the group unquestioning loyalty the sense of belonging to something important gives us feelings of security pleasure and power The uncanny ability of an established group to resist constructive change is supported by the over-identification of its membership of its members. Peer group pressure demands conformity whether or not our consciences fully approve of what is being done. As we identify with the group's value system, we can form more easily and resist those who challenge the group on any point. Thus, conformity patterns become entrenched. And we, we consider that many of the groups that we think that are best for us, that give us this sense of belonging, can actually hinder our spiritual growth if those leaders in that that group become overwhelmed or overwhelmed with their sense of ego and their desire for power and he actually suggests if family nation or group anyone stands in the way of our true growth which is in the interests of the whole human family we have to be able to say no and stick to it. So he describes this mythic membership consciousness and then he said, well, then we evolve to this level in terms of our growth to this mental egoic consciousness. And this is where we have respect for all individuals, whatever group they belong to, because we have confidence in ourselves.
So he writes this about the mental egoic consciousness. And tell me if this doesn't sound like love and compassion that's, that's good for all. Respect for others diminishes the drive to dominate and control. Cooperation replaces unbridled competition. Harmony replaces rigid value systems. Negotiating replaces exclusive self-interest or natural national interests. Accessing full mental egoic consciousness is the door leading to the great adventure recovering and developing union with God. So we, we've, rather than belonging to a specific group which excludes others, we root our belonging with the universe and in the humanity of all. So we develop that compassion. We have those good dispositions, respect for others, harmony, negotiation. So I often consider the groups that I belong to, and some may be harmless when they begin. They might begin with good intentions. But as they evolve and how our our false self, our shadow can begin to color this group and create separation of the group from the rest of humanity, we have to question, is this group helping me evolve into a union with others outside of the group? Or is this further placing separation between me and the rest of the world? So as we consider how isolated we might be at this time, how separate and how we ache to be back into our groups that made us feel confident and it made us feel safe. We remember that over-identification with these groups can often be a detriment to our personal growth. We ask ourselves, how can I evolve from this and develop a sense of identity outside of these groups? 